I'm Kate Daniels. Education is so key to our personal development and realizing our dreams, but it does take some planning for most of us, and so we have Luke Miner, the director of Washington's 529 program here, to talk about some of the details and to get us all motivated. Luke Miner, good morning. It's so great to finally see you face-to-face in studio. Oh my goodness, it's been way too long, Kate, but so glad to be here face-to-face and be talking college savings today. Exactly, yes. And the timing is really great. We're here early May, but one part of the WA 529 actually is going to wrap up the end of this month. So it's great for the timing that we still get people to see the big picture of it all, right? That's exactly right. Uh, You're hitting on an important uh, date coming up. May 31st is the deadline for our GET prepaid tuition program to enroll at this year's price. And we can break that down and get into a little more detail. But yeah, I'm just really excited to be here to share this message with families, especially families with young kids who are looking at what their child's future ambitions are and how they can support them in getting there through educational and career readiness uh, training opportunities. And this is for people to get the big picture, perhaps if they've never heard it before, but just to be a good reminder or refresher for those who perhaps have the program. And that's where this timing is good again, because where we are is getting into graduation season. And that's a big thing. We think about spending money, gifts. This is one of the biggest, best gifts that we could give to our kids. It is the gift of education, as we say in our line of work, is the gift that lasts a lifetime, and it truly unlocks opportunities for students. And so so Washington College Savings Programs, or we, for short, we call it WA529, are the state's two college savings programs. We have the Guaranteed Education Tuition, or GET program, and the Dream Ahead College Investment Plan. And you were talking about graduation season coming up, and that's exactly right. These two savings programs are all about this point, getting students launched, getting them thinking about what they're going to do after high school, what types of careers they want to pursue, and what types of education are going to help them get there. And these two programs work with a family while they're raising their student. You know, we always tell families the earlier you can get started, the better. But we also recognize that there's lots of competing priorities when you have kids, and it takes time sometimes to get around to things. So even if you've gotten a late start, there's opportunities with the state of Washington to save for future college expenses or, again, uh, career and technical training, not just college expenses. Again, a way to help uh, pay for the types of education and training that will help a student get a 21st century job that, that pays what they would want. Exactly. And that happens with making a plan. That's always the best way instead of saying, well, we'll think about it later. No, let's think about it now or make a plan to talk about it this week, next weekend, or just to get that in place. Because if we just let it go, that's what'll happen. It'll just fly away. But this is really so critical. And as the program has evolved over time, has made it make more sense or so much sense for everyone, because as you were alluding to, that it can be used for technical schools and apprenticeship programs, and it just keeps expanding. So it's really something that fits every single individual, I believe. That's really our goal is to meet families where they're at, meet students where they're at, and again, help them. Uh, set them up for success. We want students to be able to get the the college and career training that they're looking for, reduce the reliance on student loans, which we all know uh, we rely 
too heavily upon in our in our country to pay for school. 1.7 trillion is the national debt figure right now for student loans, and so it's about helping families again get a head start on that, chip away at it over time, and build your nest egg to help fund your students' ambitions. And beyond that, beyond the actual money you're able to save with these programs and the tax benefits you get that we'll get into in a little bit, it's this conversation you're having with a student at a really young age. Um, giving them that hope. We were talking about hope before we got on the air here, um, my daughter's name, and and that was uh, just a happy accident that we ended up naming her that. But it's it's really true, this idea of hope w- that, you're, that you're saving when you start a savings plan for your child and you're talking with them about it, about what, they're, what they want to do when they grow up, what type of education they want to pursue. Just those actions and the getting started, like you said, overcoming that inertia, building that habit and getting them involved is the type of thing that makes an impact for a child and improves their academic outcomes. And there's actually research around this that shows students who have a college savings account in their name, regardless of the amount of money saved within it, have better academic outcomes, three to seven times more likely to go to college, uh, simply by the fact that this conversation was being had in their household at at a younger age. And they can then dream about that using their program name, Dream Ahead, but they can dream about possibilities. Whereas if this isn't talked about, or if there's the idea that, oh, there isn't the money to do this, it can already cause them to falter before they even had a chance to spread their wings a bit. Exactly. And that's really, when we, when I talk about this program, to me, this is one of my favorite kind of anecdotes about it is you're putting the student and your family in the position of whether or not we can afford to go. And if you can go, it becomes a matter of what do you want to do? What do you want to pursue? What do you want to achieve? So again, that's back to that concept of hope. So instead of having doubt in the conversation and questions and fear, you're having confidence, you're taking charge of the situation and providing options and flexibility. That's what we're ultimately about is helping families just overcome this fear, break it down into bite-sized pieces, find something very tangible that helps you get started. And that's really a new way of thinking that I like to have conversations about when it comes to college savings. We used to be pretty hyper-focused on, you know, buy those get units, you know, get in while you can, all this stuff. But I think taking a step back and looking at the big picture is really important because so many families think about the cost of college and hearing the stories about how it continues to grow over time and like, how are we ever going to pay for that? I can never save enough to pay for it. And, and that's true for most families. They're not able to save, even if they get an early start, enough to cover the entire college bill. But that's where a variety of other resources come into play. The state offers very, our state in particular in Washington offers very generous financial aid packages. We always encourage families of all income levels to complete a FAFSA to know what college grants and scholarships and need-based aid is available to them because many families are surprised to learn they might not think they qualify, but they do. We also know there's many organizations that offer scholarships to students. Basically, it's a pot of resources that it takes to fund a college experience. You know, there's going to be parent and student income. There's going to be savings. There's going to be hopefully grants, scholarships, financial aid. For many families, it also has to involve student loans, and that's okay, but our goal is to reduce the share that has to be funded through student loans and increase the amount that's funded through savings, scholarships, grants, things like that. So that's just kind of taking it back to the big picture of families to become educated about the different options that are available to them so it becomes a less overwhelming feeling thought about how to pay these tens of thousands of dollars for college. Do what you can today. 
make those efforts and then begin educating yourself on what other funding options are available that will complement your college savings when the time comes. And see, there is that really broad spectrum to work with. So it's important to have these conversations as we are to have families then engage within their own little group to do that. And to think about at this time of year with the graduations, but there's there's birthdays and there's anniversaries of some sort. So to think of that and let your family members, the extended family and friends know what's going on so that rather than buying a lot of trinkets that get thrown into drawers and mm. one or two trinkets is okay, but they might use those funds, you know, even $5 makes such a difference as we can talk about in a moment. But Share with your family and friends that you're doing that, that there is this fund and they can participate. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it takes a village to raise a child, as as we often say. And it's no less true when it comes to college savings. The gift of education is truly a gift that lasts a lifetime, unlike the, the toys and trinkets you're talking about that a, stu- a child might outgrow very quickly or they could break. There's still a place for those. Um, my daughter would certainly be unhappy with me. <laughs> if we cut out toys altogether. Those are <laughs> those are a necessity, but they can be just like anything else in moderation to make room for um, contributions to college savings account. Like you said, it doesn't even have to be a large amounts. It can be small amounts. And especially if you get multiple family members getting involved, then that's exactly what we do within our own family is we started an account for my daughter, Hope, before she was even born. Um, more on that later, how you can do that. Um, and we let the family members know what we were doing. And so grandma and grandpa, her nana and papa, they all participate. And for Christmas and birthdays, they're contributing. Um, we are contributing to accounts for my uh, two nephews and my niece. And it's all, again, just ever the community kind of coming around these kids and helping um, just chip away at it over time. And again, it's, it's the best gift you can give because it stays with the child because of the opportunities that can help unlock for them into the into the future. Exactly. Yes, it just really lets them see that there are these possibilities rather than feeling overwhelmed because the tuition costs can be really large, but here uh the, you know, it becomes really manageable and particularly when you do start at a younger age, but don't let that be a deterrent because uh regardless of when we start Every single dollar helps. And there is that thing about saving even just $5 a day. And I think all of us can kind of think about where are we very generally spend $5 a day or more even. But what that will amount to over time, it grows. Well, exactly. And $5 a day for 10 years can add eighteen free up $18,000 to go towards your college savings. And that's money that many of us, you know, $5 is not nothing, and that can be really impactful to some families. But many of us, you know, you can go buy a coffee um, these days for significantly more than $5. And so thinking about that, if you have a daily habit like that, if you can think about that in that context as a cup, a daily cup of coffee can add $18,000 to your account. And that's not even factoring in the time value of money of the, any earnings you'll get on that $18,000 you free up to contribute. So it's all about perspective. It's all about thinking about our habits and how we can work in a new habit that contributes again to our students' future, yes. um, the habits we want them to continue and, and the pursuits we want them to follow. And and when we do that again, it really sends that message 
I believe in you. We know that you can do whatever it is that you're going to be dreaming of, that you dream of now. You know, that education is possible for you. And it's not just the university path. Trade schools are so critically important. We're finding that a lot in our world now. And these tuition funds can be used for trade schools. That's exactly right. And that's been, we've really come a long way as an industry. So the GET program, uh, which was our first college savings program in the state of Washington, has been around for 25 years. We're marking our 25th anniversary this year. And early on uh, in the program and other states that offer these 529 plans, it was more limited in the uses. But over time, we, we uh, and by we, I mean we within the college savings industry, I work for the state agency called the Washington Student Achievement Council that also administers the state's financial aid programs. We talked a lot in the context of people's perceptions of college, which is the four-year university experience without, and I do think we got detoured a bit from what was best for the student because there was this hyper-focus on that. That's not the only pathway for students. That's not always the most valuable pathway for a student. It, what what is valuable for a student is for something to be aligned with their career goals, what they want to pursue, and what's going to be the best experience for them. You know, for some students, it is that full you know experience with going to a university. For other students, it's about efficiently getting through the technical training they need to get the job they want, um, so that they can start their earning potential sooner. So so we've evolved as an industry and we now there's a much broader use of these expenses, you know, tuition, room and board, books and supplies. And as far as where you can use it, you can use it inside of Washington, outside of Washington. You can use it for, like you said, uh, college, community college, technical school, trade school, apprenticeship programs, um, even like the tools that are associated often with an apprenticeship program. You can use your funds to go towards that. And so. Over time, we've continued to make it more flexible to recognize that every student's educational pathway is different and we need to evolve. And, and the agency I work for, you know, financial aid, we're recognizing that as well on that front to make sure that financial aid can be accessed for those same types of pursuits. So it's a really cool time, I think, when it comes to helping students pay for, coll for college in Washington because we're really reframing what college means. It's college and career readiness. Which is great. And to know that these, this whole program is nimble in that way and, and wanting to flex with what the needs of, of our world are. And so uh, to be that up to date and current with it is, I think, really speaks loudly and well for the program. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I, I feel encouraged by the progress we've made. And um, I, I think it's only going to continue to improve and expand. And our understanding of how we can best help students is going to continue to evolve because it's a moving target. You know, COVID's thrown a lot of wrenches in people's plans and perceptions of higher education. And I think it's in the state's interest to make sure we're investing in our students uh, in, a, in the ways that work for them, because that ultimately works for the benefit of the state if we're, you know, able to get uh you know, we there are a lot of technical type of trades and, um, you know, lots of in the tech industry and that kind of thing. Lots of jobs where Washington might be bringing people in from other states if we're having trouble filling those roles um, from students in our own state. And, and so by us making those investments, it's good for the Washington economy. It's good for the families that live here. Um, it's kind of that virtuous cycle. And so that's what we're trying to do as at the state level 
then within our programs, we're, we're just a smaller um, subset of that bigger effort. And we're trying to work very closely with everyone focused on helping students. And again, evolving our thinking to make sure we're there to meet families where they're at and help students. And if we are in a situation where we have really a, a, a robust amount of funds in the program, the the student may not need all of them. They don't need a portion. Uh, other family members can can use them as well, right? That's right. So so we often have folks who get concerned about thinking about something a dedicated savings vehicle that's tied to higher education because then the the immediate questions come up well what if my student doesn't pursue college what if they get a scholarship and don't need to access those funds and so the first thing we we caution families about is is let's take the scholarship example um, those are it's rare that a student gets a true full ride that covers all the costs because of how flexible these plans are there's a variety of costs that your scholarship might not cover that the plan can now, if we're talking about a student who is unsure of what they want to do, and if they're unsure if they can use their funds, we talked about the fact that there might be ways in which they can use their funds they may not even realize about for, again, supporting a uh, time in an apprenticeship program. Uh, but, but like you said, the great thing is that if you have more funds than you need or a student has a different pathway that doesn't involve uh, the funds, you can transfer it to a family member. Uh, out to first cousin, so a sibling or a cousin. You can even transfer back to yourself if you want to contrib- uh, continue your own education, if you want a career change, or just continue to uh, enhance your education over time. And uh, I think that's a really important one because some people will say, oh, well, you know, I wish I had done X, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not feasible. But this could make it feasible for them to take that path untraveled yet. Exactly. Exactly. It's uh, it's a great it's a great flexible tool to to unlock those options for many folks in your family, depending on what your situation is at the time. And another new a new way in which you can use five two nine plans, so get or dream ahead funds, is to repay existing student loans. Now, we do not encourage families to use that a five two nine plan as a primary tool for saving to repay debt, mm-hmm. but the the purpose behind it is for those situations where a student doesn't end up using the funds or you have leftover funds so that a parent who's uh and you know this is very common now parents who are raising their own kids to pay for future college or putting their kids through college now have their own student loan debt that they're trying to get out from underneath and so having that flexibility that if you have leftover funds to be able to make a dent in your own uh, student loans is a really appealing aspect to parents so again it's about meeting people where they're at. It's about it making enhancements to the program that are going to serve families in the long run and providing flexible usage so that if plans change, which they inevitably do, sometimes they can change for the better um, and you have an unforeseen circumstance like a scholarship. Other times you may go down a certain path and just realize it's not for me and you may need to pivot to something else, but the, you have the peace of mind in knowing the, the money you've saved is there for you to support you along the way. And then ultimately, if you cannot find a qualified purpose to use the funds for, it is your money that you have access to and that you've saved. And what you would lose out on is the tax benefits on any of the earnings in the account if you didn't use it for education expenses. So that's why that should be reassuring for families, but also speaks to the value of using it for those intended purposes because you get the maximum benefit when you do that. And that is really, really the goal that we're talking about. But was there something, Luke, that happened at the end of December 22 
about unused 529 funds being rolled into a Roth IRA? Yes, that is brand new information. And thank you for bringing that up. And we as an industry are trying to figure out how best to facilitate this. But this is yet another really exciting opportunity for families, again, to think about the flexibility that if things don't go as planned, um, or just another strategy for using uh, 529 plans is, is yes, Congress uh, in the Secure 2.0, the uh, uh, that expanded retirement, a variety of retirement savings provisions, included a provision that allows a family to take uh, unused 529 funds and roll it to a Roth IRA account for the stu- for that student. So again, the idea being to give that student a head start into the retirement. If if they got fortunate, for example, and got a scholarship and had the extra funds left, you know, what a great way, you know, because you may have been saving for that student since they were born and to be able to use some of that money to, you know, and there are limitations, there are a lot of restrictions around it, but the bottom line is how cool is that, that you can give them a head start on their retirement too, if, if, if they've, uh, haven't needed to access that for education. Right, exactly. Uh, so th- again, that it just illustrates how you're constantly looking to make these funds really stretch and grow to the benefit of each individual. Exactly, exactly. It's about meeting families and students where they're at, helping them on their various pathways, and helping them get creative when things don't go as planned. Um, There should be a way to use these funds, put them to good use, and ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your money you've saved over time, it's grown. Um, You know, obviously, we can't guarantee it will grow, right? Because these are, you know, in the case of GET, it's prepaid tuition, so it's like tuition insurance that keeps up with tuition. In the case of Dream Ahead, you have investments, and investments always come with inherent risk, but but the idea is over time, um, you're you're saving, you're accumulating uh, the contributions, and then there's growth on top of that that all contribute to funding um, these college or career readiness costs. And if one were to invest uh, to the max, I remember with the the Get program, it was really reflective of five years of college university, correct? Uh, that that for a long time was the amount that we allowed people to save. We actually let people save up to 800 units, which would be the equivalent of eight years of undergraduate mm. tuition with the recognition that, um, again, there's costs beyond the tuition bill and you can use get units for more than just tuition. You can use it for room and board expenses. You can use it for graduate school. So most families aren't in a position to be saving 800 units. We have very few people who are able to achieve that. Most families um, save somewhere in the neighborhood of two years worth or 200 units within get or 10 to $20,000 on the dream ahead side where that's more translated into dollars to give people a sense of what's kind of average. But whatever level you're able to save at and it does add up over time and makes a big impact on your students' opportunities. And again, we also want families to remember about the other funding opportunities that are out there that can supplement your college savings because it is kind of a basket of resources. There's many people involved. We talk about getting the family members involved in the savings effort. It really takes a variety of efforts you know, and awareness of the tools that are available to you uh, to really make that, that cost more manageable. Yes. We should mention how to get the information, uh, website, phone numbers, because some of it may be, as we were sa- you were letting us know earlier, Luke, that people could talk about, find out more about the different pathways. And that information is on the website, 
That's right. 529.wa.gov is the best first stop to learn about the GET program and the Dream Ahead program and collectively what what are known as 529 plans. Uh, 529 plans simply refer to these types of college savings plans that have these tax benefits. Again, the savings in a GET or Dream Ahead account or any 529 plan are, uh, they grow tax-free and remain tax-free if you use them for those qualified expenses we talked about. So 529.wa.gov is how you learn about those tax benefits, how you learn about the GET program, which is prepaid tuition. Think of it like tuition insurance. And then the Dream Ahead College Investment Plan, which is more like the types of savings uh, investment options you might find in a 401k for retirement. So 529 is to college savings, what 401k is to retirement. So 529.wa.gov, or if you want to talk to a live person, 800-955-2318 is a great jumping off point. You can get routed either to the Get folks or the Dream Ahead folks to learn about the two programs um, and how to enroll. And enrolling is very easy. You can do it online. There's no enrollment fees. It's uh, 10 to 15 minutes to to get that all filled out and get your savings started. And there's tech support along the way if you get stuck. So we try to make it really easy for people. The the cost of, of getting started is low. The minimum contribution of $25 for Dream Ahead one one get unit on the get side which is currently 116 dollars. so we try to keep the the minimums low and then once you get started you can do very small amounts even five ten dollars a month if you wanted you know obviously we want people to put away as much as they can comfortably afford and monthly payments are a great way to do it but you can also do you know pay as you go Um, or certainly those milestones like we talked about holidays birthdays kindergarten graduation etc and yes, and we were talking about the toys and trinkets and it, and you can still have one or two of those things, but I think all of us can really appreciate how, you know, kids just get literally buried, I think, in stuff, in toys and even clothing items. And that uh, it doesn't have lasting meaning. Whereas if we do just a fraction of that and put the rest of the funds into a, a get or a dream ahead program. Think of what that future means and and how that young person, as they grow, feels about the life that they have had and are going to have. Yeah, well, very well said, Kate. Yeah, I mean, we do uh, for better or for worse. We live in a very consumer driven society, and that's what kind of drives the economy. And so, yeah, like you said, there are room for those toys. And like I said, my daughter would certainly expect that, but it doesn't have to be, you know, we can keep those in check and we can use the balance to fund this gift that lasts a lifetime and will be with a student along the way. And so, yeah, there's room to have fun and also be pragmatic and to kind of just really be, you know, thoughtful about helping a student achieve their future goals. Yes. So the big thing is think about plan to have this conversation. Talk about what are the dreams and aspirations. And of course, we know these can change over time. But the fact that we're talking about it, interested in our kiddo about what it is that they're thinking about, and then helping to build that platform for them to be able to realize those dreams. I mean, that is priceless. It really is. And that's where, you know, the other, you know, thing I want to acknowledge too is as the all home environments are different and people's individual situations. And that's another powerful thing about these tools is it does not have to be the students, immediate family members that that do this. You can be a grandparent or another relative or even someone who's unrelated to a child, but you take 
you know, there's a very meaningful, uh, special student in your life that you want to help them achieve goals. We even partner with some organizations where people in their community want to get together and make contributions to college savings accounts, make seed deposits to get their college savings started. And so that those conversations can start happening for a student who that may not have be happening, unfortunately, in the home because of various uh, circumstances. So, so these programs are really flexible too. And you know, for anyone listening, thinking about how they they would might want to do that type of thing through a nonprofit organization, there are options for that too. So that it's really cool. We've come a long way uh, to to recognize that not every family college is the top of mind thing going through their head, and there are many different ways you can get to that get students thinking about that. Um, and they're really just glad to be a part of this movement. And it's all about helping empower families with information. You know, we're here to be kind of with you and be a, a catalyst for all these goals you want to achieve. Like we're trying to do the best we can, but ultimately it's about empowering the people listening today to take that action. And that's exactly what it's feeling like. And what you have shared with us is so critical. Each time we have this conversation, which is about twice a year, isn't it, Luke? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other a while, and it's it's been a very good experience. So you're doing fantastic work out there. I know you're getting the word out about all sorts of really important organizations, and we're really humbled and privileged to be one of those organizations you help get the word out about. So, Well, it's one of the very fundamental ones about what it means to individuals and thus to us as a society. So again, thank you so greatly for what you do and continuing to grow it and make it that much more meaningful and for spending time with us today. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kate. And just a quick reminder for folks before we hop off here, 529.wa.gov is the best place to get information. And the get enrollment period ends May 31st this year. So your chance to get your college savings started at this year's price. If you miss us this year, we'll be back in the fall. But we really want to make sure families are kind of getting that head start on their college savings journey. Time couldn't be any better right now. Exactly.